Welcome. You're about to listen to a teaching of the Foursquare Gospel Church, VGC District. May your hearts be blessed and transformed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, choir. Happy New Month. Thank God for the month of September. And by God's grace, this month we'll be continuing with our team, continually with God. And I'm trusting the Lord that this month we'll be able to dig in further into that team. And by his grace, we'll be able to extract even greater value in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father Almighty, we want to thank you for this is indeed the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Father, for the privilege of being able to come into your presence, whether on site or online. Lord, we are so grateful and we are thankful. And I just pray, Lord, that Father, as we have come, that you help us, Lord, to be able to leave your presence with something that we can hold on to. Help us, Lord, to extract value from your word and let us experience transformation in our lives in the name of Jesus. Help us to focus and to concentrate for this moment. And I pray, Lord, that I'll be your oracle and your oracle alone this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. And to you be all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, our topic this morning, I'll be sharing thoughts with us this morning on the topic, knowing God personally. Knowing God personally. And I want us to quickly turn to a passage of scripture in Psalm 103. Psalm 103. And I'll read just verse 7. And I'll be reading from the New International Version. And you can as well just commit this passage of scripture to memory. Psalm 103 verse 7. And it says, He made known his ways to who? Moses. His deeds to the people of Israel. He made known his ways to Moses. His deeds to the people of Israel. You know, when we talk about continually with God, you know, when you have been with someone continually, one mark of that continual stay will be, will be what? Knowledge of that person, right? Will be what? Knowledge of that person. You know, you can imagine if, for instance, you've been married to someone. Maybe you've been married for 10 years. And then, and um, you say... This man said, I've been married to him for 10 years, yet I don't, I can't, I don't even understand him. You know, it's, on, it's, it's okay when the man says he doesn't understand his wife, because you know, it's not very easy to understand. <laughs> but, but you see, when the woman begins to say she does not understand the man, aha. Well, you know, sometimes you hear that, you know, but when you have been continually with someone, one thing we expect is that you will know that person. And the path to knowing God is knowing his um, 
ways. He's knowing his ways. So this morning we'll be talking around that and I'll be looking at his ways and his deeds. You know, and then we'll progress. And then we'll look at why that his ways are for relationship building. And then finally, why his ways? Why his ways? You know, his ways and his deeds. The ways are for relationship building. And then why his ways? His ways and his deeds. And the very first question here is, his deeds or his ways? Because I looked at the passage of scripture we read in Psalm 103. You notice that, you know, it tells us, it says, you know, that God made his ways known to Moses. But to the people of Israel, his deeds. And I kept wondering, you know, why his ways to Moses and then deeds to the people of Israel? Why did he not also make his ways known to the people of Israel? Why did he not just make his deeds known to both of them? And as I reflected, and I kept asking his deeds or his ways, the reality is that technically they are not mutually exclusive. So I'm not saying that, oh, okay, pick the ways, forget about the deeds. But today, what I want to achieve, and my key objective is, I want to be able to stimulate a paradigm shift. And I want to make it very bare to us so that we can understand and appreciate what the priorities should be. That's my objective today. Because for many of us, most Christians will prefer to see God perform mighty miracles rather than to have fellowship with him. Many are interested in the deeds. They want miracles. And that is the priority for many Christians today. It's essentially about existence. Survival. As against fellowshipping with God. And it will interest you to know that God created man because of companionship. Fellowship. But all we are interested in today is we want miracles. You want deeds. And that's why as I look at Psalm 103 verse 7, God says he made known his mighty acts and deeds to the people of Israel. But to Moses, he made known his ways. Jesus himself had cause to tell the crowd that they have come around him. Not just because of the miracles, but essentially because of what they will eat. And that's in John 6. You look at John 6, 26 to 27, and then John chapter 6, verses 35 to 36. The very first reference, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, 
not because you saw the signs, miracles I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. And then he goes on to say, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And then Jesus goes on to declare, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And that's John 6, 35. So today you discover that even the miracles that we seek are miracles for our benefit. You want miracles of healing, miracles of provision. It's all about me, me, me. How many of us want miracles so that people will see the works of the Lord so that they can come to put their trust in God? Yesterday was evangelism here. Hardly was anyone here. But if you call for a miracle service, this place will be full. Whereas, you see, when you go on evangelism, that's where the power of God is manifested. God is waiting. As you go, you lay hands on the sick. You'll be amazed that even through you, God will work wonders. Because you are in obedience. You've gone out there. You want to further the cause of the gospel. But many of us actually behave like the people that the Lord Jesus Christ was talking to here. Not just the miracle, but because they had what to eat, bread. They ate loaves. So it's about what we will eat. It's about our personal wellness. And that's why we are gradually, you know, we're shifting and we're drifting. And that's why we need to come back to the basics. And that's why I present this question to Ross today. Is it his deeds or his ways? You know, I have a number of kids who are my friends. And I have one in particular. She is very young. And I've been cultivating her. In my mind, I think we are great friends. But, but you know, as, he, as I evaluate her relationship, I think we are just acquaintances. Because when she comes into my office, she comes close to my seat, and I have a small cupboard there, and she points at the cupboard. She's telling me that, look, that's where I keep the candies. So she points at it. It's like, please settle me quick. Let me go. So she comes. So she points at the place. So when I open, and then I have some cookies there, I bring, I give her. She looks at me, she says, thank you, and then she's gone. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm there, seeing her, I'm happy. I want to be able to hold her. I want to ask her about how was Sunday school today and chat up with her. She's got no time for that. Are you with me? She comes, it's business. Collects the candy and um, bye-bye, thank you, bye-bye, and she's gone. And sometimes I just wonder that many of us 
Christians, aren't we that way in our dealings with God? We come to God and then we point, Father, give me this. Heal me of this sickness. This body is paining me heal. Um, bless my son. God, bye-bye. See you when I have another problem. I mean, where God is waiting there, he's waiting for fellowship. He wants to fellowship with us. You know, I'm a student of resource development. And you, you know, one thing in resource development, we are taught resource development. Resource development is a very fine way of, of describing fundraising. And you see, in fundraising, one mistake that people make is they go and ask people for money to give to us a cause. And the moment you give them that money, you don't hear from them again, they are gone. We call that hit and run. You hit and you run. But we are taught that that is wrong. It's a wrong strategy for resource development. That you see, they teach us that the giver is more important than the gift. You may like the gift. The gift may come in to help you. But you must always bear in mind that the giver is more important than what? Than the gift. But in real terms... What people do mainly is that to them, the gift becomes more important than the giver. And that's the paradigm shift that I want to see today. We need to reverse it. The deeds and the miracles you receive from God are gifts. And God is the giver. God is more important than those gifts. So when you have gifts and you have a giver and you tend to pay more attention to the gift, you miss out the opportunity of building a relationship with the giver. When you build a relationship with the giver out of genuine love and care, not because of what you will get, what you get becomes secondary. The natural tendency is that you will not lack. Are you with me? But we miss it. We, just like a child will do, you give a child a gift now, and then you go back to that same child and say, please, can you give me that thing? What will the child do? Eh? The child won't give you. Because as far as that child is concerned, the gift is important to the child and to hell with you. The child is done with you. Perhaps when next the child needs a gift and knows that you are the source, the child may come back and try to... And I don't know if you guys are following my illustration this morning. And it's against his background. And that's why when you look at men of God, you look at Moses. And I take you back to Exodus chapter 33 in verse 13. Moses said to the Lord, he said, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you. 
and continue to find favor with you. And Paul will say that I may know you and the power of your resurrection. So you see men that have walked with God, they know and understand their priorities. Moses here wanted to know God. He wanted to know God's plan for his people more than to see another mighty miracle. Moses had seen miracles, big time miracles, more than any of us would see. Yet, the same Moses would say, God, if you are pleased with me, teach me your what? Your ways. Teach me your ways so that I will know you. How many times have we gone before the Lord to ask that the Lord will teach us his ways so that we will know him? That should be our prayers. That should be our priorities. Our priorities should be asking God to teach us his ways so that we will know him. As against give me this, miracle this, miracle that, miracle this. You can have all the miracles and then you don't get to heaven. What have you gained? And even the miracles, we can put them, we, we need to put them in perspective. Do you even seek miracles for the purposes of furthering the kingdom of God? Or you, 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 you seek them just for your own good, your own personal wellness, your personal existence? I pray that the Lord will help us. And we see and, 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 and we see David also in Psalm 21, 27 verse 11. David also goes to God and says, Look, teach me your ways, Lord. Lead me in a straight path. And he goes on. And, and for David, you see him. He repeats it over and over and over again. You know? He goes on, he says it. But all of this shows that, look, David's desire is not simply deliverance from his enemies, and he had loads of them. He also sincerely desires to know God and see him face to face. David had enemies, perhaps more than many, more than maybe most of us, all of us put together. David had tons of enemies. But his greater desire was to know God. Was to know God. Many of us who spend time praying about enemies, you go and look for people who will tell you things about your enemies. You have an event coming. Instead of you to think about the power of God over that event, is which enemy is trying to truncate this event? And the event will come, happen, and go. Nothing, you know. But we dissipate a lot of energy in the wrong direction. And David is just a classical example. You see that that request is duplicated in several passages in, 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 in Psalms, particularly in Psalm 119. You see it there. And then this then leads me to the next point that says, look, ways are for relationship building. Ways are for relationship building. Because, you see, disclosures are for friends and the inner circle. 
So when you look at Psalm 103, and there you see that the Lord will reveal his ways to Moses and his deeds to Israel. When you have your ways and your plans, do you go around telling your plans to everybody? Hmm? Do you come and carry a megaphone and say, my people, oh, this is, these are my plans. Do you do that? But your plans are for the inner circle. The deeds are in, they are there. They are open for everyone to see. They are for the inner circle. You know, F.B. Mayers wrote, he says, ways or plans are only made known to the inner circle of the saints. The ordinary congregation learns only his arts. So the question is, where do you belong? Do you belong in the inner circle of the Lord? Where he shares his ways and plans with? And this were, you know, these were the things that Moses and David and Paul desired. So ways and plans are for the inner circle. Do you want to get into that inner circle of the Lord so that you know his ways, you know his plans? You know, I read the story of a lady, Jennifer, and she learned the difference between ways and deeds after spending several years in a wheelchair. You know, one day she tearfully prayed she said, Lord, I could have done so much for you if only I could have been healthy. That was what she said to the Lord. God's response was inaudible but clear. And she heard that the Lord said to her, the Lord said, many people work for me, but very few are willing to be my friend. So you may even be walking with God, but you are not his friend. God wants friends. He wants to make friends. He wants relationship. He wants intimacy. But all many of us want to do is hit and run. And it's interesting to see this revelation to Jennifer. Some weeks back, some of our workers in, um, in the teens church and the children church had, a, had um, a training. It was a follow-up training to an earlier one. And the, the goal for us is how can we as a church be better prepared to meet the needs of those amongst us who need special, who have special needs. And we have a ministry in the UK and another one in the United States that are collaborating and teaching some of our workers. And you know, the ministry in the United States, I think it's called Journey and Friends. And I remember as a young Christian in the, in the late 70s, I followed the story of Joni. Joni had an accident as she was, she took a dive into a pool. And she had that accident and she became paralyzed from the neck down. And she was confined to the wheelchair. 
hardly could do anything with her hands, limbs, or whatever. And I followed her story, and I know then she used to pray for healing, and I used to just wonder. Then after a while, she started adapting. I remember she started using her mouth to paint. I'm sure some of you would have heard of Joni before. She started using her mouth to paint. Eventually, to cut a long story short, she set up a ministry targeted at reaching people with special needs. Today, that ministry is huge in many nations, providing all kinds of resources and meeting the needs of those who have special needs in our midst. Yet, Johnny is still in the wheelchair. She's an amazing lady. The Lord has used her to touch millions of lives. I'm sure in our environment, some people would have said to her, are you sure it's not because of your sin? Check your life. Is there any sin? But God has his purpose. He's been able to accomplish more because he has brought millions to his kingdom through that ministry. If she did not have that need in her life, she probably would not have set up Johnny and Friends. And we in faraway Lagos, VGC, are beneficiaries of the work of that ministry today. Some of our teens, workers and children workers are undergoing training now on how to minister to those with special needs. I met a lady some years back and she has a, a son who is autistic and challenged with his learning. And she's a Christian. And as she managed her son's situation, she felt that, okay, she felt this need to support other children. So she set up she set out to set up a center where kids with similar challenges can be ministered to. She ended up collaborating, I think, with um, Guarantee Trust Bank. They supported her, and she set up the Patrick Speech Center in Ikeja, Jerry. And when I visited the school many years back, she had many kids who are autistic, who have special needs too, that have been attended to in that center and their lives are much better. I pray that the Lord will help us so that the Lord will disclose his ways to us. Let's seek to get into the inner circle so we're not just carried away with needs, with deeds, with what we want. But let's seek to build friendship with God. Let's seek to know his ways, to understand his ways. And I pray that the Lord will help us. Because the Lord wants to disclose to us his ways. Because that, that will strengthen his relationship with us. God is about relationship. He wants to build friendship. So have you come in here today wondering... You have come to a God who wants to make you his friend. You've come to a God who wants to build relationship with you.
You've come to a God who is waiting eagerly, wanting to consolidate on his relationship with you. Have you been a Christian for so long? How much of God do you know? And that leads me to the very last point on this. Why his ways? And I'll run through this very quickly. Because his way is a path to knowing God. That's a path to knowing God. Exodus 33 verse 13 tells us, it says, If you are pleased with me, and that's Moses talking, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Many of you want favor with God. The path to that is to know him. And the path to know him, to knowing him, is to know his ways. Knowing his ways and knowing him is a part of friendship with God. The same Moses in Exodus 33, 11, he says, Lord will speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. That the Lord will speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. And sometimes I wonder, how much of that do we have today? God has not changed. His methods, his ways have not changed. How many of us really desire this? David desired it. But many of us are just content with, Father, heal me. Father, give me money. Father, give me job. Give me visa. Give me this. Do we really desire God's friendship? And it's amazing to see, you know, when you take time to, to, to understand God's friendship and to see how God is committed to friendship, is amazing. Time will not allow me. Maybe it's a topic for another day. God's friendship. God is so committed to friendship. I was... I, I was I came across a passage of scripture as I was working on this. I remember the experience, what the Lord was saying to Jacob. You know, in, in, in Genesis, the Lord in relating with Jacob kept making reference to his friendship with Abraham. His friendship with Abraham. And in Isaiah chapter 48, verse 11, would, no, verse 8, we would see how the Lord said to, to Jacob, he said, look, Israel, you are my servant. I chose you, the family of my friend Abraham. I chose you, the family of my friend Abraham. The Lord still remembers his friendship with Abraham. It just shows, and that is how many generations down the line. And I'm sure today when he looks, you look at the nation of Israel. Look at the way the Lord shields them up till now. It just shows God's commitment to friendship and his covenant, his word, 
God is committed to friendship. And then thirdly, is a path to pleasing God. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Exodus 33 verse 17 is a path to pleasing God. If you want to please God, seek to know his ways. Seek to know him. It's pleasing to him. And it's interesting because with that also is a path to favor with God. And when you have favor with God, you'll be amazed the things that can happen. You'll be amazed. In verse 13 of um, Exodus 33, it says, If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Continue to find favor with you. So if you want favor with God, the way to find favor with God is to seek to know him. And you know one interesting thing? And because God was pleased with Moses, and because Moses had found favor with God, Moses made God to change his mind. Are you with me? He made God to do what? To change his mind. I mean, ha, Mano, he made God to do what? To change his mind. I pray that we will get to that level. I pray we will get to that level. I pray we'll get to that level. Amen. I thought I would hear a louder amen. amen. Moses made God, God Almighty, to do what? Change his mind. Change his mind. When God said, no, I'm not going with you people. I am not going with you people. You people of Israel. Stiff-necked people. If I go with you, I will destroy you. <laughs> and then Moses just waited, articulated his position, asked God, you've asked me to do this. Who is going to go with us? And then he goes on to say, look, God, if your presence does not go with us, we are not leaving this uh, place. And then the Lord replied in verse 14, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then in verse 17, and, and the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked. I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. I pray that the Lord will say the same of many of us. In Jesus' name. Knowing God is a path to God's guidance. Is a path to God's guidance. Isaiah 58 verse 11, the English Standard Version, says, And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places. And make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden. Like a spring of water. Whose waters do not fail. Is a path to God's guidance. 
And I want you to observe the adverb used there, continually. Just like in our team, continually with God. Continually with God. We will not merely be guided sometimes, but we will have a perpetual monitor. That's what he's saying. So when he says that God will guide you continually, it means that you will have a perpetual what? Monitor. Yeah? We will not occasionally be left on our own understanding and therefore to wonder, but we will continually hear the guiding voice of the great shepherd. If we follow close to his heels, we will not err, but be led in the right way to our dwelling place. If you must change your position in life, if you have, no, if you have to immigrate to another country, if it should happen that you fall into poverty or are lifted suddenly to a more responsible position, then the one you now than the one you now occupy, if you are thrown among strangers or cast amongst even enemies, do not fear, for the Lord will guide you continually. The Lord will guide you continually. There are no dilemmas from which you cannot be delivered if you live near to God or you live with God continually. We do not go amiss when we go in the company of God. You cannot go amiss when you go in the company of who? God. And just like we say, when the Lord holds you by the right hand, the grip is firm, and you don't miss your direction because he leads the way. Like Enoch, walk with God, and you cannot mistake your road. Genesis 15, 24. When you are continually with God, you have infallible wisdom to direct you. When you are continually with God, you have immutable love to comfort you. When you are continually with God, you have eternal power to defend you. The Lord, the Lord will guide you continually. If you desire to know God personally more than you long to see his mighty miracles, you will be satisfied. Knowing God is not only seeing his works, but also learning his ways. Let's bow our heads and pray. I want you to just talk to God. I want you to talk to God. Where do you stand? And what are the desires of your heart? Do you desire like Moses or David that the Lord will indeed teach you his ways so that you will know him? Would you like Paul say that I may know him and the power of his resurrection? What are your desires? Do you desire the gift more than the giver? Or you desire the giver more than the gift? 
What do you treasure more? The gifts that you receive or you treasure the giver? I want you to talk to God. And are you here with us this morning? And you know from the recess of your heart that all your interest is about the gifts that God can give you. And you have never at any time paid attention to God himself. All you are interested in is a, is a gift. You've never at any time paid attention to God, the great giver. He's here this morning. He wants to build a new relationship with you. He wants to be your friend. He wants to go into that friendship relationship with you. He wants to strike a lasting friendship relationship with you. But all this while you have ignored him. You've done things your own ways. You've been on your own. You've ignored God. You've lived in sin. But he presents to you a unique opportunity today to forsake your sins, to repent, confess them, and put them behind you and ask that the Lord will forgive you and ask Jesus to come into your life. He makes you a new creation. And he begins to build a friendship relationship with you that turns around your life. Brethren, this is a unique opportunity for you. If you are here and you want to make that call this morning, you want to take that decision today, Jesus is here right now. Just signify by raising up your hands. Just signify by raising up your hands. And our pastors will take you to the room behind and they will pray with you. And this will mark a turning point for you. Just signify by raising up your hands. Whether you are in the main auditorium or in the penal session. Or you are with us online. If you are online, just stretch your hands to your device and begin to talk to the Lord. You are before God and not before man. I want all eyes closed. You are before God and not before man. This is your chance. This is your chance. You need to take this decision. You need to make this call and get into this relationship with God because it determines even your eternity. It determines where you will spend eternity. It determines whether you will spend eternity in hell, fire, with the devil, or you spend it with God in heaven. The decision you take today will determine where you spend eternity. This is your chance. Just signify by raising up your hand. And our pastors will take you quietly into the room, minister to you and pray with you. And if you are online, begin to talk to God. Pray and call the line. Send a text to the line and one of our ministers will reach out to you immediately. Ask the Lord to have mercy on you and forgive you. Begin to repent and confess of your sins and ask the Lord to forgive you. He came, died on the cross of Calvary, rose again the third day, shed his blood as an atonement for your sins so that you and I can be reconciled to God. This is your chance. This is your chance. This is your chance. 
the rest of us, I want us to begin to talk to God. How have we conducted our lives? How do we operate? How do we operate? Are we more attracted to the gift and neglected building relationship and friendship with the giver? How do we operate? We need a mind shift today. As we focus on asking the Lord to teach us his ways so that we will know him. So we can find favor with him. So we can please him. Father Lord, I just bring your people before your throne of grace. And I pray, Lord, that you help us all. Help us, Lord. Teach us your ways. Teach us your ways that we may know you. Teach us your ways that we may know you.